This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to episode number 148 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. Sleepwalking its way into your ear hole since 2017. I'm trying out a new slogan. Hope you like it. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullet. That hasn't changed. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, a theta, plus the imitator, assassinator, baby. I demand the hour, demand the power, to speak and be sour. They call me Mr. Tibbs. And we're nearing the end of January here in the rolling and snow-covered hills of Saratoga County, New York. The end of January 2022, that is. And we're bracing for... Almost, but not quite a big snowstorm around these parts, but those of you living in Boston and southern New England and out in that area, oh boy, from all reports, it looks like you're going to get blitz big time, expecting blizzard or near blizzard conditions out your way. So I do hope you take this storm seriously, that you're safe and all right. Hopefully this episode will get to you before the you-know-what goes down. And speaking of going down, we got this episode coming here. I don't know what we're going to talk about right here. Could be another one of those minis. I've been really doing that here. I'm a slave to the pigskin. You'll find out why in just a moment. But let's get to the social media here. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. There's also the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. And coming soon, the Kitty Pod Instagram will also be on there as well. Well, you'll get the episodes on the Facebook, not the Instagram. you get it. Anyway, that's enough rambling on here. Let's get to the vanity portion, and not much has been going on in the life of yours truly. I did mention that blizzard, but I'm into some new type of work at my workplace. Today, as I record this, we started a new line of work where we're helping out the Special Olympics. Now... Like we're not volunteering for them. Rather, we're helping the process their athletic registration forms. You know, these you know Special Olympics, you know what they're all about. These are disabled athletes who are looking to get a chance to show off their sporting skills and compete and whatnot. They have the World Games every four years or so. I think the next one's slated for 2023, as if we don't get another COVID outbreak type of deal going and here's hoping that don't happen. But anyway, these are like athletes' registration forms, you know, all right, medical conditions, you know, going to get a physical and whatnot. See if they're able to compete with or without any type of restrictions. But that's a nice little thing we're doing. We're helping out with this thing called income affidavit. So if you're applying for public housing, you know, you're looking to get your own place and you, you can't afford like an apartment with rent, like sky high just about everywhere, even here. Or, you know, you want, like, rent control stuff. That's the kind of paper, that's part of the paperwork you fill out right there. So I've been doing that for a hot minute. Did that for about a week or two on that whole deal. And now on to Special Olympics. And there is a lot to take in, a lot to process when you're at work. Doing that cue, but I'm enjoying it. Nice little change of pace. Baby, baby. Before we get to the main portion of this episode... The reason you're all here, got two little things I want to talk about. First off, about a week and a half ago as I record this, my dad's companion after supper came up to me and said, well, I went online and one of the things with Zoloft is you can't be drinking no more, which kind of bummed me out. 
I think there's some bad side effects. That's kind of what I gleaned off that little piece of advice that I got. So I had a text, um, uh, yeah, Adam Parada and Frank Sakar had a text those guys saying, hey, listen, can't booze it up no more. Ace was okay with it, and Frank said, hey, we got non-alcohol options at Franklin Alley Social Club, so if you want to come, just don't be drinking the beer. We got other options. You're covered one way or the other, Joe. Well, I'm Jason. All right, what ifs. And another thing I wanted to do here, I don't know if it's happened already, but you may recall episode number 77 of this podcast where I talked about the time that I wanted to be a disc jockey. That's why I was a communications major at Castleton University. Well, Castleton State College at the time and soon to be called something else. And there was a guy whom I interned for back in those days called Terry J. His real name was Terry Jurassic, class of 78, shout out. And I interned at this radio station and got to help out with the annual food drive. I got so big, I had to help guide a second bus that the Regional Transit Authority had to take out of service because the, not the need was so great, but everybody responded in such a way. The Rutland, Vermont area is such friendly people. What a great community. So I wanted to send my best in retirement and good health to Terry J. You know, radio, radio, podcasts like radio to go. Let's just be honest about this. So I wanted to get those two items off and now the main attraction of the evening or the morning or whenever you're listening to this and we're going to try something new here this is my 40th year on this earth and i'm kind of in a reflective mood about you know pop culture and what i've experienced in these four decades on this earth so what we're going to do this is kind of a year-long stretch project i like to call 10 from 40 which is where i randomly list 10 things like movies, music, sports, whatever, news events, you know, whatever. And I have a little discussion, take a dive into why I listen to them and why I like them and all that, you know, why they're important. And also their importance to yours truly. So though any further delay, our first 10 from 40 segment, my 10 favorite musical artists of all time. So let's get to that right away. Alright folks, as I stated earlier, this episode marks the start of a year-long stretch project, or at least so I hope, where I celebrate 40 years on this earth. And in list form, I'm going to take a look back at my favorite things in music, movies, sports, big news headlines, you know, all that stuff. And appropriately enough, it's called 10 from 40, and that's because these are the top 10 favorite whatever of my four decades on this earth. And we're going to start off this series with something called Favorite Musical Artists. And these are my favorites. This is randomly listed. I know this will cause some controversy among the listeners. But I'm certainly open to opinion. What's your reaction? WorldsLonelyestEmailKittyPod at gmail.com or hit me up on social media if you have an artist or a group that you reckon should be on this list. So we're going to start off with number 10, and this is a group from Britain called The Who. There's another British group that's going to come up later on. I'm not revealing my cards just yet, but we're going to go one at a time here. Roger Daltrey, Peter Townsend in the band. This is one of the greatest acts ever to come out of the UK. Falling on from the British invasion, you had bands like somebody that's going to come up later on, Herman's Hermits, you know, you know all that stuff. During the Pacemakers, the British invasion. Dave Clark 5, too, one of Throw them in there as well. The Who had their own mark 
on the musical landscape. Great songs like Baba O'Reilly, continuing in the 70s. They lost, um, no, they, well, they didn't lose anybody. They had that tragedy in Cincinnati back in December of 79. I almost confused them with another band there just seconds ago. But they kept on a humming. They're one of the greats, and I really enjoy their work. I mean, I remember summer of my freshman year in college, I got in a real counterculture kick. You know, I was asking for stuff like, uh, going into sophomore year too, asking for stuff like the Jimi Hendrix experience for Christmas. I read Ken Kesey's book in freshman year, got that out of the library called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think it was sophomore year. They led my parents to get me the movie on DVD starring Jack Nicholson and Christopher Lloyd. You put the ball in the basket, chief. And getting all that stuff as well. The Who was my touchstone into that time in American and music history. And speaking of rebels of some sort, number nine is Frank Zappa. This was a guy who stood up for free speech in the musical world. He was his own man. He's no longer with us, sadly. He passed away back in 1993. And he was something else. I don't know how to describe him. He left his own mark on the music industry. He was one of the best. The Mothers of Invention, too. I think I came to first hear Frank Zappa's music on the Dr. Demento show. And that was it right there. I mean, he had long been off this earth by the time I started listening to his music. I have but one album of his called Apostrophe, and I consider that his greatest work. Number eight, Steely Dan. Here on a winter's day, why not some Yacht Rock? In fact, these guys influenced me into putting some Yacht Rock, you know, Steely Dan, Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, into my summer playlist, and a good time of year for it, too. Number seven, Daft Punk. Now, going back to my college days, this was freshman year. I didn't hear these guys until I had this radio show, back to that briefly, at the campus radio station when it was still terrestrial radio. I would play these guys often when I had, like, the the prom Monday afternoon spot. Oh, boy, (laughs) three hours I couldn't play anything that had bad words. That's why I wanted the late-night shifts. But that's all by the by. Very inventive group. They broke up about two years ago during the pandemic. I really dug their music, including their Random Access Memories 2014. That's one of the best albums they did. That and Discovery. That came out in 2001. That marked freshman year at Castleton for me. Songs like One More Time, Digital Love, Harder, Faster, Better, Stronger. There you go right there. Number seven. Number six, Billy Joel. I really dug his music. I think the first time I heard Billy Joel was like 1990 when he came out with the Storm Force or something like that. Or Storm Warning. I don't know what that time of the album was. I don't know offhand. But it had great songs like I Go to Extremes. And later discovered the back catalog thanks to my parents who had some of his albums on cassette. Tells you how long ago this was, kids. I remember seeing the Glass Houses album on cassette and also Innocent Man where he paid tribute to all these different artists. He did songs in kind of their style, like Smokey Robinson. There was like a, for the longest time, which he did with a acapella doo-wop group. That was a real kick. And uh, I think it was, I don't know, Sam Cooke or somebody. He had the late Toots Thielman's on the harmonica singing Leave a Tender Moment Alone. Billy Joel, man, Long Island's finest. One of my faves back in the day. Number five, well, here's that band I was talking about, the Beatles. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr. 
they had one of the greatest runs of anybody. It was it was short live. They got in with the, the Maharishi, then you know, doing yoga. That really influenced them. Then Yoko Ono came in and allegedly broke up the band. Everybody went their separate ways. But I consider the songwriting tandem of John Lennon and Paul McCartney to be the greatest songwriting tandem in the history of popular music. The oeuvre speaks for itself, and all four members of the Beatles went on to have great career solo. Paul McCartney and Wings, John Lennon writing about peace and love and all that, George Harrison going to the Transcendental, and Ringo just rocking out, had himself a good time. Sounds like Goodnight Vienna and Oh Mama, Oh Mama, all that stuff. Good rocking stuff there, but the Beatles, they led the British invasion. They led the charge. They got the British music scene into the United States and throughout the world. And speaking of Britain, number four, why not? The Rolling Stones still at it, even though Charlie Watts passed away last year. I remember introing an episode of this podcast with one of the songs. Uh, it was featured prominently as a drummer. I don't know what I use. I don't recall offhand, but it's really of no matter to this discussion. Rolling Stones still at it, and they had to take a break with COVID and everything, but once they got the all clear, they got back on the road. Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, second greatest tandem of all time behind Lennon and McCartney. I remember sometime after I graduated from college, I had moved back home. I was listening to Pix 106 regularly, and they found out that the Rolling Stones were coming to town. They're going to play what's now the MVP arena down in Albany. I so wanted to go. I didn't really know anybody at that point. That's where I was in my life. But, you know, like, hey, it could be their last time on the road. You never know. So a man down from the original lineup, they're still at it. All right, number three, the Beastie Boys. Now, this is going to cause some controversy. This is more a hip-hop group than anything else. But, hey, three white kids from Brooklyn doing it. MCA, RIP, Adam Yalk. But the run they had was amazing. My brother-in-law got me into their music. I remember one time, I think we were moving from Springfield, Mass. to suburban Albany. Part of the trip, my brother-in-law had on cassette the Hello Nasty album busted out Intergalactic. And that's what got me on the path. My brother-in-law, for his birthday one year, got on vinyl their breakout album, License to Ill. It's down in his man cave. So there you have it right there. I got the BCs well ingrained into my psyche. Number two... Well, we go from Britain to Ireland. Well, Brooklyn to Ireland, really. U2, Bono, The Edge. Great band. I know they, some people don't like them because, you know, Bono's spouting off about, you know, debt relief for Africa, one world cause or another. Like Eddie Vedder, like, do the same thing with Pearl Jam. U2 is some of the more influential albums of my life, like The Joshua Tree. But the one that really got me was 2001's All That You Can't Leave Behind. Great songs like Walk On. Stuck in a moment you can't get out of. That was senior year in high school, man. That was heavy rotation the last few months of high school at Bullet House, let me tell you. And number one, my favorite musical artist of the last 40 years, The Boss, Bruce Springsteen. Guy came from New Jersey, working class roots. Had the E Street Band, the late great Clarence Clemens, Danny Federici were in the original lineup. R.I.P. to both. He spoke about Middle America. He sung about it, too. One of the greatest artists of all time. He came of age in the 80s, broke out in the 70s with songs like 
Born to Run and all that. I remember seeing this documentary about how the Born to Run album was made many years ago on HBO. It was very fascinating how they did that. And Bruce is one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. He's had a heck of a run. I know he had a little... Um, the mid-2000s were kind of rough doing that acoustic set. But he came back. I mean, I was listening to Mike and the Mad Dog. Chris Russo, he loves him some Springsteen. I got motivated to purchase Bruce's then newly released album called Magic. Songs like Radio Nowhere, Long Walk Home. Those are some of his greatest works, in my opinion. You know, Born in the USA is a great album. Tunnel of Love. Local. What's the one with Local here? I, I don't know. I don't even consider that one of his best. That was a great track off of it. But there you go right there. So to recap, as my voice almost goes, number 10, we got The Who. Number 9, Frank Zappa. Number 8, Steely Dan. Daft Punk at number 7. 6 is Billy Joel. The top 5, in reverse order, The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, The Beastie Boys, U2, and Bruce Springsteen. So there you have it, folks. The first of what I hope will be many in the 10 from 40 series here on the Keep It To Yourself podcast. leading us into an abbreviated pod shout-out segment to close out the show this week. Nothing from Greetings from Allentown or Sportscasters or 24-inch podcast, but shout-outs to them just the same. You can follow Peter Winston, host of Greetings from Allentown, GFA Live, it's called nowadays, at GF Allentown, and Steve Bennett, host of the Sportscasters and one of two hosts of the 24-inch podcast. You can follow Steve at sports underscore casters. And at 24-inch pod, that's the number 24-inch pod, just so you know. Breaking down show, Pete A. Turner, light week, only one episode of note. Nathan Gorenstein talking about the guns of John Browning. Not John Brown's body, but John Brown. That was the episode this week. And on the Loyal Littles podcast, Carla Corrado and Steve Lapoe made their way into the loving ear holes of Chuck and Roxy. You can follow the Breaking Down Show at Breaking Down Show and the host Pete A. Turner at Pete A. Turner. Duh. And the Loyal Littles Pod is at Loyal Littles Pod on Twitter. As for this dog and pony show, you can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. If your podcatcher has rating and or review capabilities, give me a five-star rating, please, and a good write-up. That would really help me out. Spotify now is the place we can leave reviews so there you go right there help a brother out the old saying goes all right on that note we're going to close out this segment one more thing it's championship sunday in the national football league coming up and we got ourselves a dandy but let me talk about last weekend oh boy oh man that was by far and away i've been watching sports for going on three decades following it getting interested in it being almost obsessive to the point of what, will you shut up about it for a good part of three decades? But I have to tell you, bar none, hands down, no contest, 
this past weekend was the greatest weekend of NFL football I have ever seen. Holy, oh man, I don't know how to describe it. All four games, the first three ended on field goals with a walk-off. And of course, there was the Bills-Chiefs game that we're going to talk a little bit about in the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week Championship Sunday edition. And we're going to mention that here. We'll start it off here. Came in 12 and 10. I, I have my notes. I finished 1 and 3. That gets me a 500 overall, but I think I finished 2 and 2. So I go in 14 and 12, just hanging above 500. And we got a weekend that, in light of what happened last time out, I'm afraid the championship Sunday might be a bit of a letdown. We might not have more excitement as we steamroll toward the showdown in SoCal, alias the 56th annual big American football game of great importance. So with all that out the way, here are your official picks for the championship games this Sunday. Maestro. All right, let us start with the curtain raiser, the AFC championship game, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. It's going to be a loud building, just ask the Bills, even though it was a close game. The Chiefs did benefit from the NFL's rather shoddy and crappy overtime rules. College football, for all its flaws, at least gives both teams a chance to have possession of the ball and try and score and win the game. Kind of the whole point. The NFL is really clueless when it comes to all this. But let's now talk about that. This is a matchup of young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow in his second year in the NFL. Pat Mahomes, already a seasoned veteran. He has two trips to the Super Bowl, one championship to show for it. And he's gunning for his third in a row. Hopefully Pat Mahomes, he doesn't have a tired arm after that slugfest with the Bills. Especially with two touchdowns within 13 seconds. He's going to need that against the Bengals. Well, Joe Burrow's a young quarterback. Hopefully continues an upward trajectory. Lord knows where this ride's going to take him. But just the same, Pat Mahomes is going to get the better of the Bengals. As everything will be looking up in old KC. As the Chiefs march to their third consecutive Super Bowl. And their fifth in franchise history. Since he will cover, but take Kansas City. Now we go to the NFC Championship game. The Los Angeles Rams hosting the San Francisco 49ers. At SoFi Stadium, if the Rams manage to win this game for the second year in a row, one of the Super Bowl participants will be playing in their home stadium. Tampa Bay did that last year. They were the very first. Rams survived the rally by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Bray, the Wiley veteran. There's plenty of talk of whether he's going to be hanging it up after this season. Or at least now that it's over. But the Rams managed to weather the storm as it were. Not only has Matthew Stafford benefited from a change of scenery being in Southern California. It's also helped Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham Jr. Real basket case when he was with the Giants and with Cleveland. Now this is a division rivalry. The 49ers swept the season series. San Francisco pulled it out against Green Bay in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. I'm hoping for a close game, but in the end, nice and a great season, but I'm gonna. 
So to recap, in the AFC title game, Cincinnati covers, but Kansas City will get the win. NFC title game, take the Rams minus three and a half. And that's the championship edition of the Stone Cold Left Pipe Lock and Century of the Week. And also the end of episode 148 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I thank you as ever for listening. I never take the audience for granted. Never have, never will. I may have on some occasions. I'll talk to you the next time, whenever that may be. Be well. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And as always and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Otis lives. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs> hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over. Oh, yeah! Kick it! As I stated at or near the top of the episode, this episode marks the... This has been a Kitty Pod production, produced in Saratoga County, New York, shared with the world.